All right. Let's get this party started because yeah. we're freezing to death. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And today we have a... Uh, uh, actually, first thing I want to want to say is uh, I'm a little upset with Ian. Uh, you didn't say anything nice about my haircut. Oh, okay. Just got a haircut. Okay. Not, not a word. Nope. I feel a little uh, hair snubbed over here. You know what? I respect your right to feel that way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a safe space. I, I, and let me just say, anyone mm-hmm. out there who wants to compliment Dave on how his haircut sounds, please let us know. Please <laughs> let me know. Is it crunchy? Soft? Feeling, and I again, b- and, and again, before yeah. we introduce our guest, who's yes. here freezing in the office, <laughs> I also got a haircut this week, and you, you didn't mention a week. damn thing. You got it last week. No, I didn't. Yes, you had no, a nice haircut last week, and I complimented you on it last week. All right. You came fine. outside. Nina and I were downstairs, standing uh-huh. in a cheese uh-huh. line. <laughs> came down. And I said, "That's right. That's what the economy's I like <laughs> now." <laughs> I said, "People nice. are standing in cheese lines." I said, "Nice haircut." Uh-huh. Maybe you didn't hear me in All the right. hubbub of cheese. All right. Well, uh, congratulations myself. on the new haircut. Thank you. All right, our guest has left. <laughs> Why? Too cold? Anyway, we do have a guest today, everyone. So uh, I'm going to introduce our guest. Her name is Kathleen Gross. She's been on the show before. She's a fantastic cartoonist. You may know her from her great graphic novel, Last Night at Wormwood High. Am I saying that right? Oh, Ma'am. yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Thank it. You. Thank you. And also, her, she has a web series right now, which is really great, called Lunar Melodies. When I say it's really great, I've read 20 pages of it. That I bought at a book at last year's Van Calf. Yeah, that was 32 pages. 32 actually. pages, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but there's only 20 great pages in it. There's only 20 great pages in Listen, but I they are interspersed. They are interspersed. So <laughs> it's a lot of highs and lows. A good one at the beginning, a good one at the <laughs> yeah, end. That's right. And that's then right. 19 good ones in the middle. <laughs> that's right. And what do you got? An Oscar worthy right. film. That's right. It's like, it's like playing Guitar Hero. You want to have that final note go right. You want that last page to be great. You don't want to end on a plunk. That's the worst part of Guitar Hero. Anyway, Kathleen, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, I just want to tell you right now, I love your work. Oh, thank you. Back at you. And, yeah, same, uh, same, same here. I want to recommend a story that she did. It has a confusing name to me. It's like a constellation or something like that. It's about the, the twins, I think. The two, yeah. the two sisters that don't get along together. Yeah. I really, I just love that story. Oh, thank you so much. So I just want to recommend What's it called? So it's people... called Sorora's Geminis. And it's there you go. only available if you see me at a convention. So I recommend <laughs> if you see if you see Kathleen at, say, Van Calf, which will be at Van Calf this year, I imagine. Oh, yeah, I will. I got in. I'm going to be there. They You've said, been... yes, okay, you make comics. You're allowed. That's good. I and... was so nervous. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh if you God. weren't allowed, then they should shut the yeah, joint down. down. I don't know if you know what it's talent. like to live with anxiety. Anxiety and imposter syndrome. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> just over here. Yeah, I'm just that way about Sneaky Dragon. Yeah, I'm totally not a dragon, and yet we do this show every week. <laughs> You've never of... sneaked in your life. <laughs> I've never yeah. been sneaky. I've never snuck downstairs to watch television while my parents were sleeping. Oh, never. I wouldn't be able to see SCTV. If I hadn't done that, is on the NBC one. Yeah, the best television is snuck television. It's snuck Absolutely. television. And you anyway. also do a podcast yourself uh, called uh, The Trade true. Waiters. Yeah, I do do that right. sometimes. Yeah. And so it's, it's and what you do is you show, go to restaurants right. and you trade waiters with someone at another <laughs> yes. table and eat the food they would have eaten. Is that, exactly. am I getting the, sh- the show right? No, okay. I wish I would watch that. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, no, it's uh, me and four other local folks um, get together and talk about comics. It's a book club for comics. Yeah. I listen when I've read the book that you talk about. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the yeah. That's my uh, that's my one that's my cardinal rule of any podcast I listen to is if I've seen the movie, read the book, watched the TV show, drank the alcohol. I can't do that really. I'm just joking. <laughs> I still listen to the Gentlemen of Elegant Leisure, even though I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, you say I'm that, sir, shake. but did you not do an episode of that show? I did do an episode of the show, sir. <laughs> sir, did you not do a show? Were you not the gentleman of elegant yeah, leisure even, for one I even, week? I even listened to a little bit of the show on, on their on their website. So if anyone was waiting for us to put out this is this little uh, little plug. If anyone's waiting for us to put out our uh, special personal podcast just for you episode, uh, we're not going to do it. But it is available on the gentleman of elegant leisure website and on their iTunes and on Stitcher as well. So and if you go to our over, page stinkydragon.com, yep. you you will not find it, but you will yep. find a link to it. There is a link. So it's. Two clicks away. It's well, two, oh, that's, that's so much work. That's, <laughs> by the way, that's asking a lot. How can you double click in this? That's two kilometers. You just said. Oh, there you go. Away. That's a long. That's a long. Haul. It certainly is. Oh, and uh, clearly we have to plug this. I'm so sorry, our guest, but <laughs> this is we got we got to do this. Um, the book that we've been uh, just shamelessly plugging for uh, like mm-hmm. a year uh, is coming out uh, this week, and that is uh, February 27th. Uh, Sparks. Uh, the story of two cats that dress up as a dog and uh, save the world uh, is uh, going to be in bookstores uh, then. So uh, go to your local bookstore and uh, pick one up. Uh, Dave colored it. I wrote it. Nina Matsumoto drew it. And if you want to come and see us in person, uh, we are having a book launch on March 8th at Kids Books in Vancouver. Looking forward to that. There's going to be snacks. Yes. That's that's the way oh, I'm gosh, selling this. I wasn't going to come, but snacks? <laughs> yes, oh, I know. <laughs> Scholastic snacks. Yes. So there you are. Oh, by the way, it's by Scholastic. Scholastic's uh, graphics imprint line. Oh, I'm glad yeah. they're not called Snacholastic. <laughs> That's right, because that would be someone having a stroke. <laughs> it's so confusing. That'd be great. You're like, oh, are they snacks or the, the, just the book companies? And Nina and I have been putting in the effort. Like this weekend, we went to Victoria and had to uh, pitch the book to booksellers oh, in so a speed dating format. And speaking of anxiety, Oh, sorry, Lordy. I, I talked over you. I'm sorry. Oh, sure, sure. What part? All of it? All of it. Yes. Okay. Was, Welcome to Sneaky Dragon, snoring, our guest. Like you're talking. Uh, <laughs> no, we had to go to Victoria, uh, British Columbia, yeah. and they had a booksellers convention. Mm. And so booksellers would sit in a, ta- at a table, it's like six of them, and you have to go to that table and yeah. pitch your book for five minutes. And Ugh. did they take one away? <laughs> Is it like musical chairs? And did you take one bookseller away who wasn't paying attention the until there's just the uh, the Uber bookseller? The, at the song end? started to play, and then you and the other authors had to circle the table. Until yeah, the that's ended. right. It was like square dancing. Absolutely, it was <laughs> musical chairs. Oh, Luckily, yeah. there were snacks and drinks, so we got through it with that. Oh, more scholastic. But it was it was nice. By the end of it, uh, some of the sellers were selling it to other sellers, which was nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they, they seemed to like it. So uh, I think it's a pretty great concept. I haven't read the book yet. I'm oh, very cool, cool. excited. Yay! We're we're pretty proud of it. Um, so, but yeah, every time I read that like blurb about it, I'm like, that's a great concept. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. It is a Yay. Great and let me just say, as a we are a mutual was, admiration society, as a person here. who colored it and had to read read it over and over again for six months, or whatever I worked on, I can't remember. How many haircuts ago was it? <laughs> Eleven. It was. Uh, it was. It was just a great. It was great because it was so entertaining. I wasn't. I was never like, oh, this. Story is getting so boring. How many times have to look at this? No, it's always interesting. So it's it's great. I I can still happily read it, even though I spent half. You know, and I think probably because I didn't write it. I mean, he probably when he reads it, it's just eh. nope. 
I'm fine with it. Oh, really? Yeah, because so much of it is the art, right? So yeah, I, I, that's true. taken it to another place, and yeah. Nina's art is so Nina's good. Really good. The colors yeah. are really great. Yeah. We're, I mean, we like just, each other. I just want to go back a little bit. Oh, please. The show has been on for five Past. minutes. How can we go back? <laughs> How back can this go? I just want, I just want um, listeners, and I just want Kathleen to understand why I like that story so much. Oh, very good. Okay. So, because what I like sure. about it, what I like about it so much is that it feels so real, and it just starts... And you don't explain any of the background to why, what's going on in, the, in these girls' lives. And then it just ends. And there's no real resolution to it as well. It just feels like this real snippet of real life that you've just cut out of someone's life and presented for us to read. But it's entertaining. It's not a boring read. And it's not like, it's not like my real life. It just feels, but it has this, you know, it has, does have a dramatic arc to it, but it doesn't end in a kind of, you know, it has to end. So I have to have this ending, you know, dun, 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 dun. it just feels like, Real. I just really enjoyed that element of the story. I think it's really clever and, and good. And I wish I wish I read computer screens more and I would actually read Lunar Melodies, but I have to wait for you to print it out for me. Who to, knows if that'll ever happen. To, really? It's not going to happen? Who knows? I'm going to have to? It's going to be like 500 pages, dude. I don't oh. know. I hacked up. So I'm going to have to. <laughs> It'll be in VR look. by the time I'm it gonna comes out. I'm going to have to this, grip my teeth and yeah. sit with the, the computer in my lap and read it. I mean, there are PDFs available of I want to say like 250 pages maybe that are available to read but yeah i don't know if it'll get to print ever if oh, okay. anyone will want to print this monster <laughs> hey well we'll see i haven't i you know what i read was really good so thank you thank you you know well anyway no, I like to. I like to. You mentioned imposter syndrome because uh, I, I think you're the realest deal there is in comics in Vancouver. Like, if <laughs> no. I'm just like, no, no, I will. I, okay. I think you're the realest deal in comics. Like when I see like who's who's it, you, and there's other people that are like close for me that I go like yeah 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 but seriously when I just go this is sincere this is comics this is so much good stuff you so that's the compliment you won't be able to accept it ha ha you're not, you're not able to absorb it ha 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 the, the sponge is frozen it can't take any water in but uh, but that's the truth and the truth must be spoken done so if you haven't read any of uh, Kathleen's work uh, please please do yeah look it up yeah. Uh, right after you buy your, our book. Your Tumblr page? Us first, and then oh, I have her. a real website now. Oh, you have a real, real website? I know. <laughs> I'm yeah, so to hell with you, Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I have a real website. And so it's... it's... K-Gross? No, it's CAG Comics, which is my oh, handle K-Comics. on everything, oh, cool. which is K-A-G-C-O-M-I-X. Um, if you're ever going to make a website, don't make it something you have to spell out every time you say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's got like selections of uh, some of my shorter work and excerpts mm. from my longer work yeah. and some of my art that is being displayed publicly in Vancouver and some of my embroidery. So it's kind of So where is the public displays right now if people want oh, to see? Oh yeah, your... um, I have a utility box wrap that I did up at Victoria and 43rd and one downtown that I think is Davy and Howe maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did those during the summer um, for the city of Vancouver. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So come to Vancouver and uh, and see those. And then yeah. catch a bus, because you'll yeah. be in a good busing area. And then take that bus somewhere in Vancouver and enjoy yourself. Please do. Oh, by the way, why don't we explain yeah. what the fuck's going on? Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> all right, first bit. of all, we have an explicit rating, and I need to say the word fuck at least once an episode. You do, and thank you fucking thank you for right. fucking that. Okay, Hell Kitty, Hell Kitty, Hell yeah. Kitty Studios. Lips are frozen. Uh, the, fuse, the fuses have blown in here, because <laughs> we're an old building, yes. and the people who run the building mm. uh, are... They refuse... 
to do anything about it. Something's gone wrong. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I think two of us ran heaters at the same time, mm. blew the fuses. Yeah. So we're doing this off batteries today. We've yeah. uh, jerry-rigged uh, everything up. So if you hear mm-hmm. it, it sounds bad, it doesn't mean we disrespect our guest and have done a lousy no, job. We, we don't. We're doing you. the best. Yeah, yeah. We disrespect each other clearly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I was but yeah. So I apologize for any uh, volume issues that we have or whatever. And uh, I, I swear we'll have uh, you back on a show where the microphones work properly. I know you're used to the high quality library microphones where you record the trade waiters. Yeah, I am. <laughs> It's so warm at the library. Why are we here? This is ridiculous. Oh, by the way, that so also the heaters haven't gone on today, mm. which is why we're all freezing mm. in, in here and whatnot. So anyway, yeah. uh, please, please don't it's... get hypothermia is all I'm saying. Yeah, no promises. Oh, okay, fair, Ian, fair Ian enough. Ian has often joked that we're doing the show in the street, and today it feels like we are outside. No, it's <laughs> warmer in the street. <laughs> Somehow defying all laws of physics, if you come upstairs to the office, first of all, heat yeah. rises wrong Mm. apparently cold rises and we're colder than outside i don't know how that is i don't understand it but it's the way it is (laughs) but that's the last apology i'm going to do yes please don't apologize anymore all right uh kathleen you have been accepted to go to van caf as you said yes against all better judgment (laughs) let me in (laughs) (laughs) though they couldn't keep you out it is a free event you could have just gone (laughs) so when you go yeah do you um when you go to uh, Van Caff, how do you prepare yourself? Like, like, are you already ready? Do you have already have books printed and ready to go? To, uh, for, when is it exactly, by the way? Is it, it in is May? Or end is of it? May. End yeah, of May. I okay. think it's the May long weekend. Um, okay. I don't have my books printed yet, but I have all the stuff that I'm going to print ready to print. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you do a pretty good job, like, getting your table ready and... and yeah, I think I'm terrible at actually setting up my table, but I oh, think okay. I'm pretty good at like meeting deadlines and like getting stuff okay. ready so you, for you, it. And I'm not really scrambling at the last minute. But you feel like you don't really understand the mechanics of setting up a table. That's... Oh, I just have never, I don't have the merchandising. <laughs> New, the, yeah. the understanding? The, yeah, the, even like I got yeah. it out of retail this year, actually, thankfully. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, but when I was working in retail, like watching the people merchandise, I'd be like, I don't know how to do that. My yeah, brain just yeah. doesn't work that way. Mm. Um, so it's mm-hmm. something I like have to actively plan for and like think a lot about. Well, yeah. And I mean, yeah. if you if you feel like you have imposter syndrome, and I understand that very well, yeah. that's a hard, that's a hard, it's a hard thing to get over. And yeah. I don't know why why people would. I don't even know why you would have it. Oh God, that's I not mean, how it works. I don't want to list all the reasons, but, <laughs> but there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's interesting though because uh, well, I just because I feel like I have a little bit of it because I didn't get a lot of parental support, mm. and so you know what I wanted to do was I was told I shouldn't do that. It's not I wasn't told I couldn't do that. I was just told I shouldn't do that. That it wasn't something that people should do, and so. I have a hard time. So if someone asked me, oh, what would be your dream job? I could never tell, say it out loud because it's just insane. Like, why would anyone want... I can't even say those words, right? Mm-hmm. So you, though, I've met your mom. I've met your dad. Yeah, my parents were all right. Super supportive, it seemed to me. Or maybe they've come around. We have no, to. No. We always meet our guest parents before we do yes, the podcast. I, I, just out of respect. My wouldn't let me on the show until I met Ian and Dave. That's right. And now they're on the approved That's list. Right. We had to come. So I've been allowed to come on by my parents. It was pretty weird. It's pretty uh, weird. It's like a prom, pod prom. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. My parents are very supportive. Um, I just I just got a bad brain, man. Yeah. It just tells me bad things okay. all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just 
Yeah, I have a huge fear of, like, not being good enough or, like, not doing the right thing. And that has bled into every area of my life and made me work really hard. Because <laughs> constantly just like, oh, just not good enough. Got to keep going. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I guess there's a plus plus to that in a, in a way. I mean, it's like people are incredibly competitive. It's very unpleasant to be around people like that. But at the same time, they're often successful because of and often achieve great things because they're just so darn competitive. So... Well, you meet the ones that have succeeded. I guess, and maybe there are people who self-destruct by being yeah. overly competitive as well. You're yeah. Right. You're right. And it can go both ways, of course. You can work really hard, like Kathleen does, or you can be totally frozen like me and unable to, to produce things, you know. So it's, it can have a, it can have its, its positive and negative, I, I guess. And you probably feel the same way. There's projects that maybe you've planned that maybe haven't really come off the ground because you're, or not. But that's not projecting. Really. Let's see. Oh. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Nope. I, don't know. I was hoping everyone. I was hoping there was a cure. But no. I'm just stuck as my I'm stuck as myself. Yeah, sorry, buddy. That's it's all right. I'm okay. So you have a dream project that uh, you'd you'd want to do but you can't say it out loud, you would say? Well, I was this is kind of funny like a little while Could ago. Could you write actually, it down? We were that's what made me Could you do idea. it in charades? Yeah. But I couldn't show it to anyone. <laughs> First word. First word. Second <laughs> Sounds like Sounds like fartist? No, that's not what I said at all. Um, well, you've succeeded in that, sir. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Live the dream. I went to an arts-based high school, and it was called Russell Heights School of the Arts. And sometime in my last year, there was somebody graffitied an F in front of arts. So I went to Russell Heights School of the Farts for one year. Nice. No one nice. No yeah. one can be bothered. Yeah. No, it's art. They're like, they're technically, you themselves. can't walk, like remove right art. Up by the roof too, so you have yeah. to go all the way up there and like do all this work <laughs> just to graffiti an F in front of it. Oh man, that's fantastic! Oh, good, good, you, good job, person you who did that. Like on the underside of bridges and all kinds of crazy places where you know they yeah. do it there because everyone will see it, and also it's pretty darn cool that they actually got. You know, it's like when they suspended a Volkswagen underneath the, the Broad Street Bridge. I really want to get into uh, the deep. It didn't really of, make any sense, but it yeah. did suspend a Volkswagen Beetle. And oh, it's very, it's very impressive. I want to get into the deep things about your soul, but I also <laughs> want to talk about this cheap joke thing. Okay. There, there was one day where uh, it's one of my favorite little art things we ever did together, you and me, and oh. someone else. And uh, it was like we were waiting to do a trivia game, and we, and we started altering chocolate bars. And so we had farties instead of smarties, and then we turned into a shit cat, <laughs> and then we just kept going through all of them. And it was it was so fun. I don't. You remember just try to match the font, anything. and then replace the wrapper. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to match it so perfectly, and then mm. color it just right. <laughs> oh, oh gosh darn! I'm more proud of that than I am of like any of my comics work. That sounds. That sounds great. <laughs> so when we show up to the Sparks launch, yeah. there'll be all these special in a I can't. Young snacks. children will be yeah. there. No, we're probably going to have like an adult version of that at some point and when we do that we'll uh we'll, we may break yeah. those out all right but we probably have cat related and dog related puns that could also be dirty that's fine i've got no idea no problem with working blue it's funny i don't remember that at all and it's it's funny I, my brain doesn't remember things that i do that's why i think that's one of the reasons i had daughters was so they could remember all my hilarious jokes for me <laughs> and for some reason they they don't remember them but there were hilarious jokes i can't help it if they don't remember them <laughs> But I gave a friend a long time ago uh, an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer box set. It was something like the something of the Manticore. It had like this really dramatic title. I do not like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer that much. So when I gave it to him, I I changed it into the Pelican, and I I drew like a whole new cover of the box set <laughs> and changed and you know, do this kind of lame looking Pelican on it, and 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 it had ELP, like it had everything. I just, yeah. The whole thing redid it, disentend <laughs> though, and just kind of taped it. They were kind of slightly put it on there and then wrapped it and gave it to him. 
I totally forgot about it until like last year I was over at his place and he pulled it out and showed me this <laughs> thing. I was like, I, I must have spent like a few hours on this, but I have no <laughs> memory of ever doing that or why. I thought it was hilarious to replace a manticore with a pelican. I don't know. But it just seemed to, it pleased me. It pleased me at the time to make fun of Emerson Lake and Palmer. I like it. I'm going to throw one more thing in here, and then we're going to get back to our guests eventually. <laughs> just just jump in at any maybe point. Maybe she has a, a parody. That maybe, she maybe she does, but I'm going to bring this up just okay. real quick. Like, uh, did you do a thing in high school? We're going all the way back. Wow, when was this? <laughs> this was when we were in high school. Back I just I just said, turn please the listen to I was going to guess a decade. But oh, oh, do you want to? Oh, oh okay. Because Nina was like riding us for being old last week, so this is all we need to bring young people in every week and just have them go, you're old, before ageism becomes a serious thing and then you're not allowed to do it anymore yeah, so true. get all the shots in oh, now because yeah. i swear within a month that's not gonna be cool anymore but go ahead what's your decade no no i was gonna say like mm. the 40s oh <laughs> which i know is not no because dave and i were both in the war yeah <laughs> taking care of hitler otherwise you'd be speaking german you so out. you're welcome yeah. um <laughs> so uh we were in high school in the 40s also fighting yeah hitler. yeah hitler uh, invaded our high school we were part of the, the newspaper <laughs> legion newsboy legion what was it called <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather just read some newspapers. Yes, there was. It was the Newsboy Legion. You're absolutely right. That was a Jack Kirby thing. Um, Led by the Bugle. But you did a you did a parody of I believe Civilization. Am I correct? That is correct. And it was the book. It was the textbook Civilization. Yeah. And you turned it into Snivelization. Was it? Correct. Yes. Oh, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty dead on. Pretty a lot a lot of work put into that cover. I got I got an A on it, and I got a lot of compliments from all the teachers in the school. It was the kind of thing a teacher would like. They didn't really like it. They liked the fact that I made fun of, of the book Civilization <laughs> turned into Snivelization with a, a different author. And then I, I just took photocopies of paintings from Civilization and I, and I, uh, put his head in front of them. It was pretty, you know, it was pretty, uh, low, low, <laughs> low quality. Cause it was, you know, this was before computers. Yep. So it was all done with me and, and a knife and tape and pieces of paper and things and tracing on my, uh, bedroom glass door our house was weird it had a, a patio oh yeah for the front two bedrooms so i didn't have like a window i had a door a glass door so i would paste my artwork on it and then use it to trace i would at night i would take my reading light and attach it to the door and then put it outside so that it shone through the glass so i could efficiently trace it was, it was you know worked you gotta make make do in this world guys well it's a good tip so what do you want to do <laughs> what do you mean Oh, I'm sneaking it up on you. The question again, like, what's the thing that you want to do that you can't oh, say out loud? Yeah, no. That's okay. We can go out from there. <laughs> Very let's good. Not, let's not talk about that. It makes me nervous. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Incredibly nervous. I don't know why. See, it's a weird oh, thing. Oh, well, then yet we're still talking about it. It's go ahead. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just talking around it. Has there ever been a time where someone's gone, I don't want to talk about it, that immediately afterwards they you haven't. weren't you weren't still talking yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, No, I don't think so. <laughs> Except for, no, no. No, right. you don't want to talk about that? Okay, so so back. <laughs> Did you ever do parodies of anything? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like what? Um. Okay, so the really memorable one was probably was this grade seven or grade eight, and uh, what decade? Yeah, guess. <laughs> uh, the thirties, but like two thousand thirties, because you're that young. <laughs> How do and you, you haven't know? been to school yet? <laughs> it's true. Okay. No, so this I will actually try and figure out the year. Uh, I like that she. I like that she said no. This is probably like no. I'm not actually from the future. Two thousand five through two thousand seven, maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're from the future. We're a legion of newsboys. You're a legion of superheroes. <laughs> Both legitimate legion yes. character names. I'm a millennial. 
Um, but uh, my <laughs> friends were really into um, filming things and and making like little parody videos. And one one that we did was um, this is Spoonal Tap. <laughs> I want to know what it is, but I also don't, because I just want to imagine what that is. But go Which ahead, what is it? a mockumentary of a mockumentary, gotcha. except we were a band that only played the spoons. <laughs> That's great. Oh. And me and my friend and, my, and her little sister just, like, created this fake <laughs> band yeah. and, like, filmed a day in the life. Um, that was a good one. We also did uh, Snakes on a Plane came out. Uh, around then, and none of us saw that movie, so we made bunnies in the car. Because <laughs> somebody had a bunny puppet, and yep. of course okay. our parents had a car that yeah. we could go sit in the back seat and film things in. So, who yeah, was the Samuel L. Jackson character? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. You greatly overestimate <laughs> this parody. <laughs> none of us had seen the movie. But you, you hadn't seen the trailer? <laughs> hadn't seen the poster? Just heard about it's it. on the poster. Just... <laughs> Heard it mentioned okay. somewhere. So where did it... Okay, how long was Bunnies in a Car? Oh, I, probably under five minutes. Oh, no, that's hugely long! That's yeah, way longer long. than a trailer! Oh, so where did it go? What did the what happened in I Bunnies in a Car? I think it was kind of like... I think it was like a family in a car going to do something, okay. and then like the bunny comes out of the backseat and murders them, is I Lovely. think. Lovely! Blood? Was there blood? Uh, no. Oh, please, you greatly overestimate. <laughs> I overestimate nothing. You did a five-minute short film about a bunny murdering people in a car. That cannot be overestimated. What I, here's my pitch on that. Okay. I, I'm not. If I'm in the room, mm. I say, you know... The movie I, The Room? Uh, no, no, but I would say, I would say, like, you're in there, and everyone starts talking about how they're... Someone person mentioned how they're scared of rabbits. And then someone goes, oh, yeah, and that's why we've never had a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I found this dusty old magician's hat. By the dumpster. It's like, it's empty, right? Oh, it's empty. And they yeah. show everyone it's empty. They yeah. just put it down on the on the seat. Okay. And everyone gets really calm. And just keeps going. And then you see little ears come out. Oh. And that's when the trouble happens. Because he's a magic rabbit. And so he can do a lot of shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's my pitch to right. you many years ago. All right. In our time machine. Please, please get, wait, got on that? Please get, please got on that. Oh, yeah. In 2005, 2007. That's, you're lucky. Like, I, what, like, when we made parody films. Like, My what, lord, this is going to make us sound old. Oh, yeah. We had to do it on, we had to do it in luxury film. Like, we had, like, a camera with no sound. And then we would just do, like, sh- like you know, silent things. And like, Dave is a, older than me. We did one that was, like, it was, like, an, some sort of Olympics parody yeah but i seem to remember it involving saudi arabia because we were all dressed up as sheiks we were wearing sh- wearing sheets we had towels tied around our heads and they were engaged in some sort of olympic thing and i don't really remember it i was running in it i remember i was i was part of that i remember trying to help edit that and we had to like oh, actually that was a different thing that was the... a, an ad i had to do for school for yes yeah, was it a separate yeah, this was a separate thing, thing entirely. There was a separate thing you did where it was people running on a track? <laughs> we weren't on a track. We were playing around in a, in a, in a playground in uh, New Westminster near Woodward, Woodward, Woodward used to be six and Okay, seven. so you're a bunch of sheiks in New Westminster. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay, so you're I have like... no idea what we're doing. This was, this was at a time, you know, this was like kind of after the... Uh, OPEC. You know, like after OPEC and stuff like that, and it was still in the news, right? Like you still thought about it. You know? Right. So, Okay. There's people in Saudi Arabia and they have all this money and then they're going to have, I don't know what we're doing. We were just you went, you're going to take them down a notch. What it, I think what it involved was the fact that we really wanted to dress up like that. Sure. And so we did. Okay. 
You never, you never did that. No, I want to just follow up on what we, what you were doing. Like, what's the gag? That's, I'm just so curious. I don't, I don't remember like all the details. Did you find just, oil at some point? We, I don't remember. Sorry. The other thing that we did was we actually got to use the video camera at my friend's school. We went to St. Thomas More <laughs> in New Westminster. The, uh, it was a private school, a Catholic school. And uh, so we did a um, we did basically it was like a parody of Bob and Doug. We didn't do their characters, but we did like. It was Good Morning Newfoundland, though. Right. It was like a. It was took place in. As, by the way, as kids, we did a lot of parodies of things that were already parodies. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, we had no knowledge of Newfoundland, though, so we just did this show that was basically just. It was quite silly, of course, but because the brothers who worked at the school mm-hmm. were from the Maritimes, a lot of them were from Newfoundland, so we felt like it would be just like right in their wheelhouse. Do you want a second want blanket? I'm pointing to a second blanket. Oh, no, no, I'm I'm fine. All right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that was like, that was like, uh, manna from heaven, like, a actual video camera that you could, like, edit in camera. We couldn't actually do it. But, oh, yeah. But we had sound. And we could, like, sit in a room and, like, pr- pr- pretend we were doing a, a talk show. That was great. Like, it was just fun. I think we filmed, like, six hours worth of garbage, you know, but it was still, it was just so much fun. I just love the idea that you'd be walking around New Westminster. And just see, like, in a playground, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a bunch of teenagers in the play. There's oh, trouble. And you see, not, they're all dressed like sheiks. That's not they're all just me. rolling around and goofing around like, what? Some kind of sheik gang has just moved into town, and clearly all white kids who are all just, like, dressed, dressed as sheiks. You didn't at my oddest, which was junior high school. So, like, we would dress up as tacky tourists. Like, wear, like, checkered shorts sure. and, and colorful. And we had, like, these... Uh, Terrible Instamatic cameras from a long time ago that we bought at Valley Village, right. really cheap, and uh, we just walked around everywhere just like this, just for the heck of it. <laughs> I have no idea why. Just thought it was funny. Oh, and we had a uh, maze on, so my parents had come back from Hawaii. I think that was the. I think that was the original. I think that was the original inspiration for it was the fact that we had these lays and we were wearing them. And then uh, we didn't have the internet back then, yeah, so you had to make your own fun. <laughs> so you dress up as a character. Walk around. Okay, here's the other fun thing you can do when you're at this age. The look of horror that's on Kathleen's face right now. (laughs) You don't understand. But here's a good here's a good prank that we did. Is we recorded my dad's car horn onto a tape recorder. And then we'd go on the bus. (laughs) Sorry, you're making me laugh by laugh. By laughing yourself. Okay. So we go on the bus and we'd sit and as people walk by the bus, we would play, we'd play the honk, and then they would stop and look around. <laughs> they killed us. <laughs> oh my god, that's so stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Now, were you wearing lays at the time? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, I we want were, it all combined. We were dressed, we were, we were dressed oh. so that we weren't noticeable. Enough. I want half of you to be sheiks, half of you in lays, <laughs> and just doing the horn thing. I don't understand. Didn't anyone else do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh was, that's the suburbs. We were Bless them. children. We had a lot of fun. Did you grow up in the city or the suburbs? Uh, I don't know. The city, I think? All right. Yeah. You seem city. Like, I, I grew up, like, in, in Toronto. Right, right. Um, mm. Like... Yeah, like we. So not in the greater Tron- Toronto area. No, 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 no. I grew up in like true Toronto. Okay. Um, yeah, that's. A city. I mean, I guess it was it was East New York before it amalgamated, but yeah, I grew up in Toronto. Yeah, that to me, what you're saying sounds so suburbs. Yeah. Make your own fun in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Well, we lived. Dr- in a, yeah. yeah, we lived in a boring place. 
yeah, you had to do stuff. Whereas you were in Toronto, where it was happening, where it was all a go, right? You had like that CN Tower thing. It was pretty oh. tall back then. <laughs> now it's not, but yeah. then it was. <laughs> I've only been up the CN Tower once. Well, how many times do you have to yeah. go? Yeah. Like what? What's it, what is it the second time? Still tall. The end. It's very boring. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's a long it. elevator ride. Elevators aren't fun. Yeah. yeah uh, tall yeah. isn't. You've been in a plane. Planes are higher than that. <laughs> Who cares? Imagine that the glass floor would be like amazing. And yeah. Like a glass floor, and it just sort of like glass insets into a normal floor, and it's very very disappointing. <laughs> oh, I've never been to it. Uh... Yeah. I have been to Toronto. Not I've worth never it. Been to, uh, I've never been to the CN Tower. Yeah, you just go, just go up it once and go, eh, yeah. I've seen it. I'm sure it was interesting, but I just... No, yeah. not really. <laughs> Honestly, the things where you just go up real high are kind of boring. Mm. What I like about it is you know where you are because you can see where the CN Tower is, so you never get lost. So you can just walk and go, ah, mm. I know where I'm at. Okay, I'm never I'm never lost. Winnipeg, I get lost in a heartbeat. Is that right? And I'm totally lost and I'm, I'm a mess. Mm. Yeah. Until they run into a river or two. I was with a friend who seemed to know Toronto, so because uh, I was that's, I was visiting him, and uh, he took me around. So he seemed to know he seemed to know the city. I found I found a record I'd been looking for for two years there, though I was very pleased with that. Wonderful. Yeah, the history of the Bonzos, the Bonzo Dog Duda Band. If you haven't heard them, they're a mildly amusing British. Uh, I don't know how to describe them. Comedy rock vaudeville surreal band. Yeah. They're good. Look them up on YouTube, everyone. They're on there. They were on a... Or Dave will put a clip up. They were on a kid's show with uh, Eric Idle, Michael Palin, and uh, Terry Jones, who went on to form Monty Python after that show, Do Not Digest Your Set. So there. But just because I was reading a... Uh, as we, one does when you're in grade eight, I read the Rolling Stone record review book from A to Z. Uh, all the bands from ACDC. Wait, ABBA? Whatever. Who was first? From Aardvark? to Frank Zappa or ZZ Top. And, I'm trying to uh, think who would be the first now. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, and in it there was... Airplane this... slash Jefferson. And so this this book was kind of interesting because it didn't review like like a general like overview of all rock history or whatever. It just reviewed records that were available to be bought at that time. Mm. So at that time, there was a this record called History of the Bonzos. It was a two-record set. And they gave it five stars. And they said these key words for grade eight me, which were... If you want to understand British comedy pre-Monty Python, this is where you start. And I was like, this is for me. <laughs> so I heard little, I heard some songs. Like there was someone on one of the local radio stations here, Seafox, who in like two in the morning would just play a Bonzo track. Yeah, that's, that's how it worked. Two in the morning was yeah. the time to play that kind of and stuff. And so I heard a few of them. And so I was really intrigued and I wanted to hear more. And so when I went to Toronto to visit my friend, I actually lived in Oakville, but we went into Toronto one day to, to go shopping and went to send the record man, found this record, History of the Bonzos, two record set. It was over $20, which I had never in my life paid more than $7 for a record at, to that point. But I bought it because I wanted it so much. And then I was immediately sick to my stomach with buyer's remorse that I'd sp- <laughs> spent. Because I brought $70 with me. That was all the money I had. Yeah. So I spent 20 of $70, probably less than that by that time, because I'd been there for a few days, on this one record. And that was basically, that was it. That was my one record purchase, right? So then we brought it back, and I was playing it at his house, and I was like, and it just sounded like sandpaper. It just sounded like like nails on a chalkboard to me. And I was just like, this is, is this funny? And you go, well, if you like this kind of stuff. I don't know. Is it funny? Like it's just, I couldn't enjoy it. It's so expensive. It wasn't until I got home and I just kind of forgot about how much it cost that I could enjoy it then. And I spent like lots of money on Bonzo things. So whatever, twenty dollars, drop in the bucket. But uh, yeah, 
that's my trauma story, everyone. Thank you. So when did you leave Toronto? What age were you? Mm, I was 17. I moved out okay. here and was living on my own at 17. Okay. Because, wow. um, yeah, I had graduated high school and I moved out to go to Emily Carr. Nice. Did your yeah. parents come with you to establish you here? Or did you uh, just move? Did you yeah, a suitcase my, mommy, my mom came out for a couple of okay. days um, to like get me moved in and stuff. And mm. then it was just like... That's a really... Okay, that's brave. First thing, it's brave. Second thing is, what a cold shower that must have been like, like having to go buy your own food and things like that. Or were you already doing that? Yeah, Did your parents no, make you buy your own food? No, um, they okay. didn't. I, I don't think I found the transition too difficult. I think what like really was hard for me the first year that I lived here is I just had no friends. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. hard. Um, most of my friends uh, took an extra year of high school. Okay. Um, and it's very, very different to be in your first year of university versus your last year of so, high school. So that's the mythical Ontario grade 13. No, because uh, oh. grade 13 is like over and done with. And oh, it was it? like well before I was in high school. Oh, okay. Um, Why were they there another year? Uh, just because. Um, <laughs> Having trouble leaving the nest? Um, I don't know if it's like all of Ontario is like this, but I know at least in Toronto and especially the high school I went to, like yeah. an extra year of high school is very accepted. Oh, okay. Um, I think because of that tradition of the grade 13, because, mm. you know, it's just yeah. in, in, to, in the Toronto kind yeah. of feel. I know, that, again, you're saying it was like it, gone by then, but... Um, what they oh, wanted my... was all the students in, Tro- in Ontario to leave with an unlucky year <laughs> of school. Yeah, I mean, one of my friends grew up in St. Catharines, and she, she was saying like, oh no, that's like the victory lap year. Like, you only do that if you failed everything. But like, uh, <laughs> I went to an arts-focused high school, and mm. a lot of it was like, oh, I want to be there for another performance. Trying right. to say that like, is so St. Catharines. Yeah. <laughs> So why uh, why Emily Carr rather than stay in Toronto and and, and stay Didn't arts there? They had art there. Toronto. No, okay. Uh, I mean, I love Toronto, but. I really, really felt like it was time to leave. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go to OCAD. I wanted to really shake things up. And I looked at moving out to the Maritimes and I looked at going to Alberta because mm-hmm. they've got art universities there and didn't really want to live in either of those places. Yeah. Because I don't like winter very much. So, mm. yeah. Uh, I moved here and the illustration program here was. Welcome to the coldest room in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I'm so yeah, sorry. At the I end know. Of that. It's <laughs> snowing today. Yeah. I did not move This is all backfired this. terribly. Uh, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, our climate is traditionally fairly pretty mild. We do have like a couple of incidents of snow during the uh, during the winter, but it's, this is the second year in a row where we've had like kind of an extended cold snap and yeah. a little bit of snow. And oh well, I guess that's my brief di- my, my brief diversion was I oversalted the steps. Yeah, and uh, it was like ah oh, damn it, I should clean those up. And then uh, Pia was saying, oh no, no, it was my wife uh, who uh, said uh, no, no, leave it because it's going to snow tonight. And then uh, a giant box got delivered to our neighbor, but to our front steps, and it was so salted. I think our, our uh, postal worker was so happy that you know it was like had to carry this big box up these steps, but it was like what a delightful you can dance on these salty <laughs> steps. No problem whatsoever. Good traction. Good, excellent traction. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, I got a question. Sorry, is that a seamless? <laughs> is that a seamless edit, Dave? <laughs> so natural. Sorry, we had to stop the microphone for a second, and Dave was like, "All oh, it'd be seamless." <clears throat> yes, I meant without a seam. So when you went to Emily Carr, <laughs> as we previously talked about not a long time ago, uh, did they like comics there, or was it comics looked down upon, or how? how? Uh, yeah. Like within the illustration program, it was fine. I had some very supportive uh, professors. Um, I remember taking some like more 
cerebral drawing classes and they were like we don't want to see an illustration line here like okay um so there's definitely like a weird divide between fine arts and illustration that seemed very constructed and unnecessary Mm -hmm. um but yeah for the most part yeah pretty supportive i am i am glad to hear that i know somebody went there many years before and yeah it was very much like you know just just comics (laughs) in general was uh you know and and it, it feel like art people would be more open minded, but nope, yeah. they can be just as closed minded as. I think comics are a lot cooler now mm-hmm. and uh, gaining a lot more traction, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. It used to be you'd have to bring up Mouse, and that would shut him up. Because how are you gonna like you know badmouth the Holocaust comic, right? You couldn't <laughs> go like that's nothing. Oh, so someone doesn't care about the Holocaust. That's oh right. no, a Mouse is great. Mouse is fine. <laughs> and then you go from there. But it was really hard to find another one after that to go like, or, I don't know, you won't get it. You won't get Love and Rockets. You won't get it. (laughs) Look how serious comics are. This is the Holocaust acted out by mice and cats. (laughs) How's that offensive? (laughs) That's that's some serious stuff. So what made you want to do uh, comics? That's a huge, big, damn, dumb question that's impossible to answer. But what was there, like, anything that, like, specifically inspired you that you went like, this is the... That got it. Nope. Nah. Nah, it's a dumb question. No, no, it was a dumb question. It's the no, it is. It's this. It's so stupid a question. It's the question you'll be asked throughout your entire life in newspaper articles and and on other podcasts. I mean, I think for some people come to it later, but for me, it's always been like ingrained in who I am and Mm -hmm. like how I want to tell stories. Um, I was actually uh, before I came to the podcast, I was having um uh, a bite to eat with a coworker who is a potter and uh does a lot of illustration work and sort of like more fine arty stuff and she was saying like she her brother is an animator and has always drawn comics as well and she was like i just i just could never keep the story going and i'm exactly the opposite where i have no interest in doing like one-off things i just want to like work on a long narrative and if it doesn't have a narrative it just doesn't interest me and mm-hmm. i can't can't keep engaged so yeah so like uh one pagers are not for you or just like if someone's like draw do an illustration based on this thing understood yeah way less interesting to me than like oh can you do like a two-page comic like or even a one-page comic i'd be like ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely i'm into it it'll keep me engaged <laughs> but like a long drawing oh boy yeah it's, it's good fine to, i'll do it it's but... good to know what your thing is it's yeah. good to yeah a lot of people never like find that and that's like yeah 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 <laughs> Although you did, you did do a husband material, which was a series of one-off drawings. Oh, yeah, yeah, you was... liar. Okay. Yeah, that was fun, though. Burn. <laughs> nice. This is I think, the problem yeah, I think with people going back... through a, you're going through a, a drawing werewolf phase. Oh, that's forever. <laughs> um, okay, let no, me... that was funny. That zine came about because uh, uh, friend, oh, my friend Sve, I don't know if you know Sve Monsters work at all, but um, they're in the Maritimes, but also often in Vancouver doing comics, okay. and their work is pretty great. But uh, we got into, like, not into vaping, but, like, ob- <laughs> not obsessed, but, like, fascinated with vape culture. Sure. Uh, and... I was doing this like hour long commute every day and, and I text them when I would see someone on the bus who looked like they vaped <laughs> um, and we would call them husbands. We'd be like, oh, I saw a husband today on the bus. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of where like that scene came from. Uh, where it's like, well, I'll just draw them all as vaping werewolves because there's <laughs> some good like fashion things that we saw. Huh. Um, it is it is very, it is very yeah. amusing. I have it sitting beside me on my desk and I, I regularly page through it and just look at these. <laughs> Vaping werewolves with their uh, 
obnoxious t-shirts. Yeah. They're all real things I saw on public transit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those actual, like, slogans in the shirts are yeah. real things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a world. What a world. No wonder I drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we see any of this on your website, or is this just uh, for oh, purchase? Yeah. Um, no, that is actually, uh, my website will link you to my store, and the PDF is available for pay what you want. Oh, wicked. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. It's and, good. It's funny. I appreciate that. Uh, so, uh, werewolves. What's the best werewolf movie ever? Go. Mm, okay. So. Or top three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I do love American Werewolf in London. Understood. Good do movie. really love that one. That one's great. Uh, I also really like Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a very long time. But, um, yeah, that one, I, I don't like gore. But werewolf things, sort of like... <laughs> I will allow it. Wow, because yeah, American Werewolf in London is a very yeah, um, and Ginger Snaps. I didn't think I was going to get through the movie because yeah. the credit sequence is at the beginning of the movie is like very upsetting. Mm. Um, I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. Oh, I love yeah. I love Ginger Snaps. I haven't seen that. Okay, I've seen every Ginger Snaps movie. Okay, <laughs> I've I even seen yeah those ones. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that one. Okay, How about every, the yes, yeah. I've also seen that. Have okay. you seen You Can't Catch Me? I'm the Ginger Snap Werewolf. <laughs> I have not seen that. Oh, one, okay, but send it to me and I'll watch it. <laughs> and then there's this other one. I haven't seen this one since high school, but I did really enjoy it at the time, so I count it in like my phase. And it's called La Paul de la Bête, and it's a French Canadian film, I believe, okay. or okay. like based in French Canada at the time. The Chicken and the, the Wolf, like Jesuit uh, missionaries, okay. um, and yeah, they're a werewolf. Cool. Yeah. I Is thought for a time? second I was like, "Are you confusing Jesus of Montreal with a werewolf movie?" No. Okay, very good. Uh, <laughs> Is it the chicken and the wolf, or is it no, the skin? No, uh, the, the skin of the wolf. The skin of the wolf. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, because they yeah they don't say poulet in French, but they say or in Quebec they say but they say poule. Mm-hmm. I guess so I was mis- yeah. mistaking, Wild. mistaking. Uh, and then of course you know Dave that I love Teen Wolf. <laughs> and by love Teen Wolf, I mean I like the first season and That's, everything. There you go. There's a, there's a pile of burning garbage. Oh my and gosh! It what breaks a, my heart. What a how crazy bad show. That show got because season one. How many season seasons were there? I don't know because I stopped watching in season three. Oh, okay, I, we carried on to okay, halfway to it. the bitter end. Yeah, we still have it I, saved on our PVR, but even I have not had time yet to watch yeah. it. Do you know why? Because there's other things to watch. Yeah, there are way better things to watch. Um, yeah, Such I watched up until the Kitsune's showed up, and then the kid what's what? Kitsune's like the fox. Uh, yeah, because mm. I watched the first mm. half of season three, and then they went uh, on hiatus and came back, and mm. then it was even worse and yeah. i it just broke my heart and i had yeah. to leave everything about it was bad yeah. like i couldn't six seasons guys six seasons Whoa. yeah yeah and one of them is <laughs> i wish good. it was called teen wolf one of them one, <laughs> one of them is good one of them is good the first season is so yeah it's great. charming it's, it's silly it's thrilling you're like it's, who is the alpha I yeah yeah know. yeah and it's yeah. little funny scenes like where he's like the one kid the the competitive character played by oh, Colton. Colton Haynes, Haynes, who thinks that uh, the main character is is staring, taking steroids yeah, because he suddenly like, becomes what's your juice, what's what's your juice you man? Yeah, what kind of where do you get your juice from? He's like, my mom goes to the store and buys it. <laughs> like it's just so charmingly naive and, and fun. Yeah. And then immediately it gets so self serious, and everyone starts talking in whispers, and every guy's so serious because we have to go over here and do this thing. That's really important that we do this. 
Why don't we speak yeah. a regular volume, guys? Like, why are we all whispering to each other? And can't we stay out of this fucking insane asylum? What a bore. You probably didn't even get to those ones. No. I had to live through those episodes. I, oh, my like, gosh. I got to the part where Styles started losing his mind. And I was just at a point where I was like, ah, I can't watch this. This is just upsetting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they did this thing, which I think disrupted the entire balance of the show, mm. where, like, originally it was like, okay, there are a couple of werewolf characters, but most yeah. people are human. Yeah. And then they started making everybody some kind of oh, creature. Yeah, and yeah. it just, like, upset the balance. It was like, that's not what's interesting about this. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is, like, the normal people prevailing. Yes. Like, the humans mm-hmm. prevailing and and working together and succeeding. With the help in, of a friendly werewolf. Yeah, against, like, these unimaginable odds. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, finding the way that, like, n- regular humans could add value and, like... And can know, I just, can I just yeah. say, and also, young men showering after playing lacrosse. <laughs> And also elaborate 18th century or 19th century style sideburns. Oh, yeah. Um, a very aesthetic show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, like a show like that, part of its appeal is that trashiness of of boys. You know, I'm not interested in boys showering, but I understand why girls are watching a show with boys showering. Or, some, or some boys would be interested. Some in boys that. are interested. Aww. I'm just saying me in particular. I mean, I'm like, oh, those guys are in good shape. Okay. On a scale uh, of one to ten, how interested are you in that? This is a sliding scale, everyone. And I don't know. Let's, let's Kinsey this thing. Let's, let's, so. <laughs> let's put this also into the what do you want to do with your life uh, box as well. No, um, it's aesthetic. I'm not opposed to it. I think it's fine. And I, I, I like the fact that there's a show for, you know, young women to watch that has some male pulchritude. I'm just going to get even more elaborate in my. Can I ask something syllables. about the showering? Sorry, because I have not watched the show. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Let's. Have, yeah, let's. let's do they find out showering. things have happened because like mm. there's a lot of hair in the drain, and they're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> yes. these guys are all clean shaven boys." He showers and it's like, there's as a, a lot. Yeah, because like he's a, he's a, a, he's a teen wolf, exactly right? Yeah. No, so no, he's got. Is, does he have body like extra body hair? I don't think you heard everything I said. Okay. After lacrosse practice, not after he's been a werewolf. I don't know if he's look. Or while he's a werewolf, all I know is mm. the Teen Wolf that was a movie where yeah, little, he oh played yes. no, he, no, we're little different. That yeah. had the huge homophobic bit in the middle that just makes you go, <laughs> "What? How is that a thing?" Yeah, and really then he plays uh, basketball, and everyone goes, "Oh, he's a Teen Wolf. Everything's great." Yeah. It's fine to be a wolf. <laughs> fine to be a homosexual. Yeah. That's right. You're not a you know, yeah. gay wolf. You're not are gay, you? are you? You're not yeah. a gay werewolf. Uh, but yeah, the show, you know, it, it had that kind of fun trashiness to it as well. And, you know, everyone shopped at Macy's. Everyone drove Toyotas, except for one character who drove a Chevy Camaro. Everyone. What, did they go to Macy's at the mall? Or was there no, just a separate Macy's? They always had bags with the, the, the star what? logo of Macy's on it. Because these were all show sponsors that were. Okay. So to, uh, everyone drove, everyone in the show drives a Toyota right to the very end. Okay. Except for Styles Jeep. That's so interesting because, like, I am not a car person at all. So to me, they're all just cars. Yeah, I know. They're all Toyotas. <laughs> this adds an interesting dimension. Yeah. And then they all huh. use the same kind of phones as well. And I can't remember mm. what phones they use. But everyone used the same yeah. phone. I wish some of them had, like, wolf-related things. Like, there was some sort of, Yeah, you know, it wasn't that imaginable. Like, they all drank the silver yeah. bullet beer yeah, or something. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah By the way, wolf. how do you kill a werewolf in Teen Wolf? What do you do? Gosh, you Or knows. just, like, normally? Is it just, do, like, Do they normal? kill them? They never die. Yeah, no, no. They're always um, returning. Boyd and what's-her-face died. Um, oh, that's right. Oh, goodness. Erica. Boy is, and Erica it, is it a silver bullet situation or is it just like no, normal causes? No, I think they were causes? just like murdered real bad. <laughs> no, yeah. That I is think, a bad way. That's probably was, one of the worst ways to die. Werewolf. Murdered, yeah. murdered real bad is one of the worst ways to die. killed by that gang of, of oh, alpha the, werewolves or whatever that came to town. The hunters had like special arrows. They, they hunted okay. with bows and arrows, Ian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, is there magic in this? 
But also they carry guns around too. Ish? It's a very confusing world. There's magic ish. Ish. Um, yeah, because they like the mountain ash stuff and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so. like I don't think. I mean, at least as far as I watched, there weren't any like overt witch characters necessarily. Okay. No. no. But like, there's definitely a magic element. But when they it. when they do their one quick rough explanation, which they always do in these things, mm-hmm. do they say it's because biologically this happens, or do they go like mystically this happens, and that's how you're a werewolf? They don't really explain it. They yeah. don't really go into the background. No of one does a quick. No, this is how no it goes. Recap. I think they assume that we know what. No one goes an origin story are. of it's yeah. happened there's since the dawn of bad time. Lore though, like about the eye color. Oh, the blue and the red, depending on where you are in the... Yeah, like if you're red, you're... If you're a natural off. alpha, if you're a natural alpha, your eyes turn blue, and if you're a... No, no, it wasn't blue if you, like, witnessed, like, innocent... I don't know. I thought if you're, like, a natural... If you witnessed an innocent person die, your eyes change color? Oh, Wait, if you killed a person? I want to say, because, like... Or I witnessed. thought it was his eyes were blue because he was a natural alpha, that he didn't kill someone to become alpha. Oh, he was just... I don't remember. I don't remember. It's, well, I don't it's remember been a long time. It's been six years. I think, I think clearly this is a podcast. It's a spinoff podcast. You oh, guys yeah, watched the first that. season of Teen Wolf. And just the first season. We'll just call it Teen Birth. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> not a great name at all. Um, speaking <laughs> of things... It sums that, it up so well. Uh, by the way, do they do they kill the things they love? Or is that gone from the werewolf? Yeah, that's, that's gone. Too, oh, it's too bad. I always liked that, that. That was who the werewolf would kill. No, I mean, was whoever they loved the most. Uh, no, because that I was think, always like a nice twist. But no, but I think part of the interesting part of the show is that is that Scott, the main character, the main werewolf character, that he's able to control his his feral his lycanthropy. Like as as yeah, <laughs> and so you know, but it's through his love of 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 his girlfriend, whose name I can't remember now. Uh, Allison. Allison, yeah. And so he's able to like keep it together, and I think that's an interest. It was an interesting part of that first season, but it's never really dwelt upon. And I, you know, I think part of the decisions of a lot of the werewolf elements were based on their budget. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff yeah. where they never change into werewolves. Oh. Maybe their hands will change and poke through a, a lacrosse glove. My favorite creative decision in the entire show okay. <laughs> in season two. Okay, um, where. They would show these shots of the werewolves running, and they'd make them at, like, they were human bodies yeah. running on all fours, yes. but then I think they did, like, computer stuff to make it really weird, mm. so it was the most uncanny, uncomfortable humans running <laughs> on all fours as if they were animals, uh, and it's... that was really good, and they abandoned that by season three, but yeah, mm. season two, someone was really gunning hard for that on their, like, creative... Yeah, nice department. They're like, yeah, all fours. They went on all fours. But seasons two, where the show went off the rails. So yeah. bold, bold, rails. Uh, bold statements. Well, Do it, you agree? Killed, Let us know. It killed off one of, like an interesting villain, oh, well, which was Allison's but... aunt. Oh, there you go. Now yeah. there you go. Allison's aunt. She was gone. a good villain. She was a real hard ass. She was kind of like she was kind of like the Sarah Connor Terminator of hunters. You know what I mean? And so it, I don't understand that analogy, but yeah, sure. You've never you've never seen Terminator no. two? That's that's baloney. No, never mm. seen it. Anyways. Continue. Okay, she was a tough, tough as nails, hard ass, and she was evil, you know. And it was sort of an interesting character. And don't get rid of that character. Don't get rid of interesting characters. Like if you have a villain and you want to like end the season, yes, they can fall off a cliff, but you don't show their their lifeless corpse at the bottom. You just kind of like have some fog, mm-hmm. and you can't get down there. It's too hard. We'll assume she's dead because she fell four hundred feet, but she's not dead. At the last minute, she pulled her parachute and safely <laughs> safely dropped. That, you know, yeah, it could happen. Um, I'm trying to remember if I was killed by a werewolf in a play. I was I was in a werewolf play. Mm. I, what? I was in a werewolf play called Curse of the Werewolf. It's a that's musical. Right. It's a musical. Yeah, Douglas College. Right. 
And I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure um, I was killed by a werewolf mm-hmm. in that play. There's pretty good werewolf effects in it. Yeah, it was a good. That was a good play, actually. Oh my goodness! Look at werewolves I, in a musical. Yeah, I think you would enjoy it. It's pretty I would good. Love it, I'm sure. Okay. And I, I was in the audience. I, I sang two musical numbers. One I was happy with. One I was not. <laughs> Your performance or just the numbers? I was unhappy because they gave me a, a big dumb dance thing to do, where mm. I had to do a thing with a cane and kick it and all this other bullshit, and I couldn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> and the other one was just like a ballad, and I was like, "Fine, yeah. I can sing the ballad." Yeah. Power and then, ballad. Uh, yeah. And then my friend Al, my friend Al, your friend Al, my friend Al was uh, was like whatever the police constable, and he uh, he had a scene where he like poked me and he would poke me in the chest, Mm. and he always tickle me when he poked me in the chest. He just like really the just go too fast, and it would just like make me giggle. And I was just like, man, you ruined the scene. Stop doing that. It's like, but every night he's like, yeah, I won't do it tonight. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) There's no werewolves in there. Uh, also, he was doing the big German accent, which was making me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's good. I like that. That's but, why you kept turning and looking behind you during the. But if you get a chance to see Curse of the Werewolf, it's a very good musical. So not Ian, to be confused with the movie Curse of the Werewolf, but there's nothing to do with uh, the musical Curse of the Werewolf. What are your three favorite uh, werewolf movies? I would go uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, uh, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've got other ones loaded up. Now that you've said that, I think I'm pretty much I'm pretty. Okay, oh, like, Ginger Snaps, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry to be a copycat, but I but yeah. I like that one too. I mean, they're good. They're good <sighs> movies. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot more. Like, there's the oldies, but you know they're okay. Yeah, they're alright. And there's the Benicio del Toro one. It's like it's a thing. And there was the crappy Jack Nicholson one, even though I like Mike Nichols. And I it's like, like uh, I, uh, I, Wolf. I like Elements that movie. Yeah, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Abbott and Costello ever meet the Wolfman? I think they did. Well, I, there's two films I like from the same time Oh, wait, time sorry. There was one that terrified me as a kid. Okay. Oh, yeah? Now that we got it. All right, yeah. here it is. Yeah, go on. And this is a terrible, stupid fucking thing. Right. It was called The Maltese Bippy. Oh, <laughs> wait, that's the laughing. Rona Martin. It is. But the idea behind it was, this was yeah. the first time I ever heard the thing about, because I'm a kid, right? So when you're a kid, you watch a comedy and don't get it's a comedy, you take it seriously. Yes, right? And it had a gruesome murder off the top and it was okay. all about a werewolf. Mm. And this was the one where they, they stated, you know, you will kill the thing that you love the most. And it was like, oh, that's so awful. Like you turn it to a werewolf and like, who do I love the most? Oh no, I'd kill them. And it was like, you know, kill my mom. It was like, that'd be awful. This is just so terrifying to me mm. as a kid, even though it was like a real yeah. goofball movie. Yeah. So oh, that's I, why you always bring that up. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. No one says Paris. No one says American Werewolf no, in no. Paris. The Howling. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoyed that film. And because it's sort of a tragic film. And then I actually, I, I kind of dry. So you know what I'm going to say? I'm not going to say Teen Wolf. I'm going to say a different franchise that fell apart almost right away, which was Underworld, which has vampires in it. Or has vampires and werewolves. Wait, are we allowed to say TV shows? I mean, I said one. G- okay, well, I like Seth I was- Green as a werewolf in oh, yeah. Buffy. I oh, especially yeah. like that. I, I love it when it's just like a man in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. so obviously on all fours, <laughs> yeah. running down the hallway. Yeah. I love that. That's good. Um, that, I, um, well, I think that's great. I, think, I like just like that they just go for it. Go for it. Don't, don't sweat the details. Let's just have some fun with this garbage. Very good. It's a bunch of garbage. Now, speaking of things that aren't garbage, you brought a bag of something here. Oh, yeah. I was trying to transition with things. That they eat the thing they love the most, eating food, oh, eating transition smooth, things, 
but it's a red a red satchel you brought with you. Yeah. What's what's going on? We're what's... gonna do the Sneaky Dragon spinoff show, Snacky Dragon. <laughs> oh. Why would we do such a thing? Whoa. What's your connection to that? Why would we have invited you, a comic book creator, and and ask and you brought food? What's what's up? I don't know. I've been yelling a lot online about Jello. <laughs> Very good. I think it's we, called gelling. Because anyway. we did have yeah Nina Matsumoto on, and she brought us cheese. Brought us cheese. It seems like this is something we have talented cartoonists come in, <laughs> and they they bring us che- uh, different Weird. foods. This is fantastic. It's the only way we'll have you on the show. We're just so jealous. Do you consider yourself talents. a cartoonist? Sorry. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. Absolutely. Some some comic book artists do not. That's fine. All right. So what? So you've been doing experiments with food lately? Yeah. Um, Why? Yeah. Justify this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, wow. I got really sad at the end of 2018 and needed to channel, channel my energy. 2018 or, or 2017? 2017. And decided. Does come from the future. Yeah. <laughs> Call me up. <laughs> what happens if you ever tell us? Um, um, <laughs> I need to know and you decide. Yeah. Uh, but I decided to channel all that energy into like. Uh, learning more about food history and like retro food and like okay. sort of mid-century food. Okay. Mid-century um, food. Okay. So I've gotten really into Jello making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did bring two Jello samples today. Lovely, lovely. As and well, by that I mean, oh my god. As, um, <laughs> I can't. I can't eat it. Yes, I understand. That's fine. Okay. Unless it's savory. Unless it's savory. Uh, I do have one savory one. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Yeah, are you doing the no I'm doing the sugar, sugar lint. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry. That's fine. That's okay. You and I get to eat a sweet jello. And, and while we do that, Dave will eat this can of cat food. <laughs> no, I just happen to have a can of cat food for my cat that's in my pocket. Um, <laughs> very, and also, very odd, but entertaining. I also brought some cookies because I was like, one of these things might be real bad. But uh, All right. we'll see. I will, I will eat whatever. I'll eat doubles for Dave. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you got enough space here for you to present what you need? Yeah. All right. Oh, some double. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay. uh, Some gelatinous uh, things have been taken out, and uh, they're layered and uh, quite lovely. And Mm. David, would you mind taking a picture of that with your with your phone? Oh yes, my phone. And we could put uh, put an image of that online. Yeah, the fun thing about Jello is that it is literally the easiest to layer, and it looks so impressive. People get really into it, and it's like, well, I just put a timer for 20 minutes in my fridge and poured another thing into that container. Did you ever eat Jello One Two Three, which does it on its own? Which no. did it on its own? Are you familiar with this at all? Um, possibly. It was referred to recently in an X Files episode where they you did like a mock version of it, uh, but it was yeah, it was a Jello that would separate itself into three levels. And it was very popular and then went away mm. for probably justified reasons. But I, I remember liking it as a, as a young man. Very good. Okay, um, okay. I just want to say one thing. Yes. Um, I can't remember now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> Never mind. Just, just ignore me. Okay. Just ignore me. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. And all of these Go on with your Tupperware <laughs> containers are labeled because I had to put them in my work fridge. Oh, and I then see. Everyone was like, "What are you eating? What is this?" It's for a podcast. It's fine. One of my carkers thought that this was um, honey layered with yogurt. It's <laughs> like that's a lot of honey. I, I know, don't... and then like he, they thought the honey on the bottom that like it was honey on the bottom as well. Yeah, like a honey sandwich. Yeah, I'm mm. like, not eating that much honey. Mm-hmm. That's. I don't know the proper amount of honey need. Uh, I do like honey. Okay, so so we have uh, yeah many many boxes I'm here. Oh, your video. Oh, yeah. that's so rude. You All have right. to say when you're doing that. Okay. Or do I? Sorry. So we're gonna start with what one of the good things, and then this is the experiment. Sure, and then sure, we'll sure. End with the good thing. Sure, sure. So. All right. So I'm, I'm I have a spoon here, which I'm told is clean. All right. So. So what are we doing the, here? Uh, I think it's been in my bag, so who knows? 
Um, is this one sweet or savory? This is sweet. All right, so, so just for me. Do you like Earl Grey flavors? I love an Earl Grey tea. Okay, so this is Earl Grey tea Jello layered with Cool Whip. Layered with Cool Whip. Yes. Very good. So it's a cream, a, yes. um, a faux cream. Would you say this is London Foggy? I would say that it evokes a London Fog. If I was to ask you where London Fog was invented, the that type of uh, thing, where would you say? Sure wouldn't know. Well, I'd say Vancouver. All right. All right. We just found that out recently. The London Fog was invented? Yes, indeed it was. Yes, sir. Interesting. I did hear someone say it once, and this is... You know, you can say or, and say or, I'm a liar, but uh, I heard someone say once that in like uh, overseas they call a London fog a Vancouver fog. Ah, interesting. Oh, yeah, so I don't know how true that is. Can I just I call you a liar without fact checking? Yeah, sure. All right, sure. So how should I eat this? Like, so with, you want to just like go down and go down. like get three, get all I three get, elements like, at once. Two, I mean, the two top and bottom layer are the same. So I just are they? Because like, the bottom is so much darker than the top. Yeah, I kind of stirred the top one around a bit. Understood. Um, all right. Yeah. Here we go. Can all I just right. the top layer? Because it's unsweetened too, no, right? No, it has sugar in it. Yeah. Oh. All right, so here we go. Mmm. Dang, I'm so, I'm so jealous. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board for that. That is delicious. Oh, my gosh. No, that's really, really nice. Like a. So how do you go about making a Earl Grey uh, gelatin? So you can buy unflavored gelatin. Right. Um. So what I did... I'm going in... Um, yeah. Go, oh, go really? Ahead. Is it okay because I'm using a spoon? Yeah, I'm double, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Double, double spooning? Hopefully you're not filthy. No, um, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> Um, so, mm. yeah, you basically you just, uh, follow the directions for unflavored gelatin, but instead of just using water, um, I just brewed a strong, uh, Earl Grey tea, and then I did add a little bit of lemon juice into oh, it. Oh, dude, that's very, very nice. Mm. I would like that recipe, please, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I would probably, I, again, I, I understand the reason, this is Cool Whip, correct? Yeah, but, oh. I mean, you can do, oh, uh, well, I've done it with, as well, um, I had, uh, my goal for 2018 is one jello a month. Okay. Um, and uh, for February, I think it was February, or maybe I did this at the end of January, um, I did a layered mm. Earl Grey and condensed milk. Yes, I saw um, the picture of that. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, that got popular online. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to take off. I just really want to be popular in this Jello Facebook group. <laughs> it's like my goal. It has, like, there's, I'm not going to gain anything well, by you know it. What? I just want There's to always room for someone it. else in that market. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, because uh-huh, it's also room for Jello. That's that's it. that's the slogan. Is remember that, right? that, Dave? I don't remember that. Story. You don't remember that? That's the no. damn commercial. No. Do you know that that's the commercial? There's always room for Jello. That's a fucking Jello. It's the old. God damn it! Whatever. Ian. God sure. damn it! Ian. All right. Get out of that. Oh. Get out of that tree. Yeah. Get out of that Jello tree. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> old references. Okay. Keep going. I'm too young. <laughs> uh. This is the best horse's hooves I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, fun fact, uh, unflavored gelatin smells super bad mm-hmm. when you pour the water into it. I was, for oh. some reason, not expecting that something <laughs> made out of skin and hooves would smell terrible. Uh, uh, there's a, on Netflix, there's a, a uh, show where they decide they're going to cook a, a traditional Victorian meal. Oh mm. my god, that sounds awesome. And they do it with yes. a wood stove and they, and, and... All this and all these sort of things. I think it's America's Test Kitchen that does it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. Okay, yes. but in it they make some gelatin desserts, which are quite fabulous. Oh looking. my goodness, that's so! I, awesome. if, as a fan of that sort of thing, you'd probably enjoy that because those were, I guess, obviously big, big deal desserts in their day. Yeah. Uh, in the turn of the, in that, at that time, I guess it was late. Would have been sort of late Victorian era, or or I should say late 19th century, since it was American. I'm American show, and they were doing American meals. 
Yeah, this was the old uh, Jello uh, from the 1950s. What you're talking about? So you want to be era appropriate. There's right. always room for Jello. Is a good joke to to make. <laughs> All right. We have been schooled. All right. Good. By Ian, right. get out of my Jello tree. All right. Me. What's next on the Jello buffet? Okay. So the next one is an experiment. Sure, sure. I'll take an experiment. Maybe it's gonna taste bad. Yeah, life. Uh, but in theory, I think it should taste good, but it's, who knows? It's going to take my mind right. off the cold. So this is my first experiment with a savory jello. All right. Um, which I know, I know it's very popular these days to be like, ooh, savory gelatin, that's disgusting. That is what all the kids that's, say nowadays. That's what I, um, that's what I say. Fidget spinners and savory jello. Passe. But one of the things that got me sort of like interested in Well, it looks remarkably like bread, so yeah. I'm a little more interested now. Uh, was that somebody explained it to me as like, oh, no, 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 you don't eat this on its own. You eat it, like, on bread. Like, good toast okay. or whatever. Okay. Huh. So what I've made is, and this is totally an experiment. I just thought, like. Now, have you made this, this before? Nope. Nope. You're guinea pigs. Um, okay. So it's, I don't know whether I should smell it or not. I should just go straight for the taste. I mean, it's just going to smell like balsamic vinegar. Because oh. it is apples, um, balsamic oh, vinegar, nice. uh, a little bit of apple oh. juice, um, some <laughs> It smells like Christmas. Cracked black pepper <laughs> and a bit of dried basil in there because I didn't wow. have fresh. Uh, and we're going to put that on um, some toast. And I've got some brie to go with it because I think yeah. that would taste good. What are we not, why are we still talking? Okay. Let's yeah. do this. This yeah. is good. That's fantastic. I'm sorry the brie's been in this ice cold room. No, it's okay. I was like kind of nervous because I was like, oh, man, what if these things like start to melt before I get here? But it's friggin' cold. So we're <laughs> yeah. all good. All right. So Dave can have this because... I can have this. This is... Uh, I can have fruit. I know that there's... You can have vinegar. Pedants out there that like to point out to me that fruit has sugar in it. Yeah, whatever. But so everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. So does bread. Come on, guys. Let's yeah. Calm, calm it. Calm it down. I'm really excited. This looks really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, Dave can have the first slice then because he missed mm -hmm. out on the last thing. I am so going to be making that Earl Grey one though because that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, really that's going to go over well yeah, at the, uh, sad that I, the house. It's uh. extremely easy to do anything with Jello. You just have to have like time and the ability to plan ahead. Well, that sounds oh, well, the opposite. Leaves me easy. out of it. No, 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 no! It takes like five <laughs> seconds to do. You just oh, have okay. to put it in the fridge. All it takes is time, effort, and work. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, so uh, so this is. My mouth. What do you call this, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I don't have a name for it yet. What is it? In my mouth, through my teeth, over my gums, look out stomach. Beyond belief. Here. Beyond <laughs> belief. Here we go. All right. I on the floor. Oh, so that's life. We'll clean it off the floor. It'll freeze. We'll, we'll get, come spring thaw. We'll get it. So what are your thoughts, Dave? First tastes? It's very good. Yeah, it's really good. It's just, it has a lot of flavor. There's a lot of things happening there. The actual, actual jello, because it's basically balsamic vinegar. Thank you so much. Is, uh, pretty odd tasting, but with the, with the apples and the cheese, it comes together very nicely, I mm. think. <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem. Yep. I had a whole piece of cheese fall on my lap. Yeah, sorry, yep. guys. Make me feel There'll like, be some cleanup after this. Make me feel like a I'm real, just destroying oh, the slub. Sneaky Dragon Studio. You know what? Again, I think we got another winner here. This mm -hmm. is quite nice. I'm take another bite, so I'm going to I'm mm -hmm. gonna be gone for a second, everyone. The crunchiness of the... It's apples in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the crunchiness of the apple really goes well with the, nice, the smoothness of the cheese. And then the hardest thing to eat here is the bread, just because you got to really tug on the bread, and that sends all the apple bits flying. <laughs> I did have to pre-toast this at home last night. I understand. So. If this was like um, hot toast, mm -hmm. especially, it would just mm. break so crispy, mm -hmm. and it would be it would be perfect. But I think flavor-wise, this is mm. another winner. Mm -hmm. <coughs> nope, oh. not for you though. Oh, not she's for, allergic not for to a sensitive palate. She's allergic to uh, 
to not having fresh basil. But I do like, I like balsamic a lot, and I like apples. And the brie, yeah, this is all really nice. I'm, I'm sorry it's not horrific, and you're not getting a good reaction on here of like, oh my gosh, how bad. I'm trying to think what my wife would think of this, because she loves balsamic, mm-hmm. but it has a very um, heightened palate for like sharp tastes. Okay. So I'm not sure this if this would like cross over for her, but... No man, this is really this is really nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this, and I'm sorry, folks. Again, we're we're eating on uh, Mike yet again. But uh, I know. I'm not even talking. I'm just chewing. Now we got to name this. So what is what is this? This uh, apple has to be in the name because it's a, it's an apple situation. Mm. Hmm. Apple balsamic A B. That's an A and a B. <laughs> apple balsamic cheese. This is an A B C. All right, we got it. There okay. we go. It's an A B C. Very nice. <laughs> sorry, you have to listen to this, folks. But if you if you ask her very nicely, she might make it for you as well. Who knows? Especially if you spend a little money on her store. Like, really kick in the dough. <laughs> yeah, I'll just slip it into the envelope. <laughs> and you know why? Because there's always room for Jell-O. Oh, always. J-E-L-L-O. Do you know, do you know that? That, no? that is hilarious okay. that you said that. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was That's really good. Thank you. The savory. And then to end it off, I've got a fun novelty cookie. I think this recipe is from like 50s or the 60s, I want to say. Okay. All right. Sorry, Dave, you can't have any. Um, (laughs) I tried to get a coworker to eat this, and she's like, nah, I'm not eating that. But uh, full disclosure, I baked these two days ago and have eaten like 10 since then. Okay, so you have tried these. Oh, yeah. No, these are really good. These are safe. Okay. Why wouldn't you... Okay. Very nice. Okay. So I'm going to get you... Okay, well, there's definitely sugar up the yin yang in these. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right, let me ask you, uh, I'll just say one question beforehand. Is there an animal in here that I would be surprised that I'm eating? No. Okay, very good. I had had some crickets this weekend, so. All right, actually. Some crickets, oh, I thought it was made with Mm. some skunk. Well, it seems very shortbread. Yeah. Very shortbread, so this is a butter butter Mm. sugar flour Mm -hmm. with another element to it, probably, I guess. Yep, there's one other thing in there. One other thing. Oh, man. That is tough to tell. It's potato chips. Was... Oh, dude, what the hell? This is so good. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my God. It's crushed up ruffles. Oh, my God. What? Every other cookie is garbage. Just it's funny. garbage. It's funny. Like, my mother-in-law, she used to make oh. cookies, and she would uh, crush up uh, Chinese mm. noodles into mm. the into the cookies. Mm-hmm. That was good, too. I don't know what you called those sort of... Oh, Jesus cookies. Christ. I'm sorry for taking the Lord's name in vain, but he'll understand. Yeah, it's like the perfect combination of like kind of creamy and shortbready and buttery, mm. and then also you've got like the sweet and then the salty crunch of the chips. Oh, dude, yeah. so nice. Oh, Dave didn't want to have you as a guest, and I'm really glad we went for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. So, did you find this recipe, mm. or did you uh, fool around with it and, and figure it out? Oh no, this one. The other two, the Jellos were like my brainchild. Um, this, I, I'm part of multiple Facebook groups about sharing vintage recipes. (laughs) Okay. And somebody shared this, uh, in one of the groups I'm a part of, and I was like, oh, that actually sounds really good. I want to give that a go. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to film a little more later. Okay. So is this like a, these are plain chips. Are they ripple chips? Yeah, I got the, uh, the ruffles, um, just like Ripley. With the Ripley? Okay, yeah. And then crushed them up. Um, Dude. Yeah. I know, you're videotaping this, and we're wearing all this winter clothing. <laughs> okay. If we can, if we, maybe we can get links to some of these recipes. Is that oh, yeah, possible? Totally. All um, right. Yeah, I can just send you the recipes for uh, the two that I made. Yeah. All right. 
And have you decided what your next your Jello of the month is going to be in, in the upcoming? I don't know yet because I I've actually done two for February now. Mm, okay. So I'm kind of like, oh, do I need to do something for so, March? Because I did. Um, well, actually, technically, I did three, but the Earl Grey was January's Jello, and then February, my friend had a birthday, so I made a like wine Jello for her. Mm-hmm. Or I did a big um, have a twelve cup Jello mold, which is huge, <laughs> and I will never ever need to use that but she was having a big party so i was like oh i'm gonna bring the jello because <laughs> um, i just want to use it because it's yeah. very cool it has all the signs of the zodiac on it mm. so uh i did like a champagne jello and then i did an insert in the middle that was strawberry jello mixed with champagne with canned peach slices in it oh nice yeah it's a big hit so um have you found books like old jello recipe books or anything like that or is that what you're using for yours uh, or, just, or just going off ideas that maybe you found going on the off internet? like ideas yeah like yeah. things that i think would taste good mm-hmm. just fun have you gone down the fish mm-hmm. route yet not yet okay i do want to experiment more with savory things mm-hmm. um because i think i i want to get into that mm-hmm it's a tough road to, to go across, but and that was I think one of the dividing lines for me when I was a kid was we had jello molds and there was like sardines or something in there. Yeah. You know, that was the whole thing. It was like you could have savory and they used to have different jellos that were specifically for the different savory flavors. Yeah, I think we both saw the same image. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. That was like celery flavored jello and, and it, like Italian Yeah, and like all of a sudden this made sense because I was like, Where did you get the jello from that you put the sardines in yeah. that turned into this? Because it was usually green. Yes. So I'm assuming it was probably like a celery or some kind of yeah. savory vegetable. Although there are a lot of like the vegetable um, jello salads that will be like mix carrots into orange jello. Okay. Which is not flavor palette I'm super into. No, understood. Uh, <laughs> but uh, lemon jello gets used a lot in them. Um, yeah. And what's your uh, what's your uh, molds collection like now All for right. jello? Um, I have four. Uh, one is this actually really beautiful just piece of. Um, glass uh jello mold that is just kind of like an abstract shape mm-hmm. that my mom found at the valley village in victoria um nice. and then uh, one of my friends mailed me two molds that uh i didn't realize were coming to my house and i just assumed i like late night ordered them <laughs> <laughs> and i was like why did i spend money on this that was dumb and then like i opened it up and it was, there was a note from her being like hey i sent you this thing <laughs> um so i've got a big one that has the signs of the zodiac and then the one that looks like a seashell that you saw the earl gray yeah mold in and then uh when my mom and i uh were in victoria recently because uh, my parents live there she found it's also just like an abstract shaped one um that is metal as well cool yeah now as well, an victoria art- being a uh, notorious notorious place for old people yeah it's great for you're old gonna, people things you're gonna yeah. find a lot of old people things there like jello yeah, molds it's great. And... Love it. now as an artist have you ever thought of making your own jello mold oh i would love to that'd be so much fun yeah i think that's i think that's the way to go i'm gonna i'm gonna look something up real quick so it's dave we talk to our guests briefly what am i supposed to talk about jello yeah i didn't get to eat any well i got to eat the savory um so, uh, where did you get the recipe for the cookies? Did you just pop into your head as a good idea? Oh, uh, no, you... no. That was in, like, one of the uh, Facebook groups I'm a part of. So oh, okay. Yeah, it's, okay. like, a one of the ones uh, is... Actually, it's this great blog called Mid-Century Menu that tries mm. out a bunch of different um, old recipes. Okay, yeah. Uh, some to good results and some to bad results. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, recently they did one that was, like, soup pancakes, um, which oh. is basically, like... I, I posted this yeah, online, yeah. too, because yeah, I did yeah. a variation on it where... Um, you use a can of soup to make pancakes, savory pancakes. I see. Um, and I did a variation on that uh, where I just, like, added a bunch of chopped vegetables into the pancakes and then did kind of, like, more of a gravy potatoey topping yeah. on top. Um, 
But there's also like a closed group where people just share recipes <laughs> and it's great um i love it i love seeing the recipes because people will be like oh i grew up with this or like oh this is <laughs> this weird thing i found and people are really excited about it yeah um yeah, yeah. interesting i have a I, we have a very old cookbook it's so old that it gives you uh, recipes for like scrapple oh, and yeah. other sort of meat things that you make from animals heads you know where it tells you how to scrape scrape out the brain matter and stuff like that and what to what to discard and how to like properly process brain before you eat it and and it's really terrible to read but it's fascinating it's because it's so, so interesting well just the idea of you know uh how much food you know when people talk about food waste so how much food was used how much of the animal product was used then as oh, yeah. part of the food the tongue and so many parts of it i mean as a kid we grew up eating head cheese which i imagine was uh i know it was it was made up of you know, scrapings from the skull were then kind of glopped into this hideous gel, gel, gelatinous thing that you then put on a sandwich. So, sorry, cow. But, you know, it was, you know, it was at least... Cow, you, the cow's using, like, I was dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. So at least so you're using, using it. Might as well. Using the other parts might as well use yeah. that part. Yeah, yeah. Fill, fill her up. And we didn't so much, but my parents grew up eating those sort of things. I think my mom didn't like it very much, so she, she never made us have liver. And stuff. Although, I grew up having kidney. And all the stews that we ever ate, there always was kidney oh, in it. Oh, my mom loves steak and kidney pie. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I do, too. Just because I oh. have... Now, actually, now I have trouble eating it because I've lost... I've, my palate's become too sensitive to it. Whereas when I... Because I grew up eating as a kid, I just was... I was just no, no big deal. It's, yeah. just, it's just some kidney. But now when I have it, I kind of go like, there's a little kidney in this. Blah. But as a young young man, I was all, you know, kidney? What's the big deal? But we had liver once, and that was an ordeal. That was like a four-hour ordeal for us to actually get through it all. Because <laughs> the rule in our house was you had to, you couldn't leave the table with the plate full. So, man, the amount of ketchup that was poured onto that plate as I was trying to choke down that horrible liver. Mom didn't want to make it. it was, my brother insisted on us having it because he'd smelt it somewhere else. And which it which brother delicious. was this? Uh, Ken. Okay. My youngest brother. And I just thought, oh, that smells so good. Mom, we got to make liver and onions. It's, it's so... And she's like, you will not like it. He's like, oh, no, I love it. Whereas my dad loved it, though, because he grew up eating it. He would order it at White Spot. Oh, he would yeah. go to White Spot. It was like, oh, I'll have it's, liver and onions. It's off menu. It's still available if you want to try yeah, it. Yeah, but you've got a... It's on the on the DL. I don't recommend it. But, uh, yeah, it was a, that was just like the worst My dad hated it more than anything, so we couldn't have it. Hated it more than anything? Yeah. I think I've had it once, and it was like, it's fine. It's, it's, yeah, it's I didn't like food. it. It's, just, it's an item. You put them in your mouth. I just if you cook it well, it. it's good. If you cook mm. it bad, it's maybe bad. Maybe that was part of it. I remember I part, maybe didn't wasn't too too good at cooking it. It's like it people who don't it. like Brussels sprouts, and you're like, yeah, you had them cooked very badly for yeah, a long period of time. Yeah, they're just boiled. Like, ugh. Yeah, you boil the shit that's out. I, that's how I like them. Oh, that's fine. I love them boiled, yeah. Right. Soft, the softer the better, please. Sure. Oh, well, well, there you are. <laughs> all this all this grilling and cooking with bacon oh, so stuff. Good. It's cheating. You're not having yeah. the breakfast. It's cheating. You're eating, you're eating bacon and you're just taking the unpleasant part with bacon. My mama uh, roasts them with balsamic. Yeah, of course, oh, balsamic, yeah. Oh, that's the angle. Not as good as boiling them, but it sounds okay. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, like that was, that was the thing. Like all the green vegetables were boiled for like, you know, two hours. All the flavor was out of it. Nummy. House stunk. And you didn't like vegetables, <laughs> the end. Or you got them out of a can, and I it was love, like, ugh. I love vegetables, and I left them cooked that way. It's odd, isn't it? I don't like. I no, don't, it's it's, it's I don't what like you lock into and a... cauliflower raw, though. I like. I don't like them cooked. I don't. I like it both ways. Yeah. Fine. Now I just want potato chips and everything because my god, <laughs> my god. So what kind of potato chips are those? Are just regular salted? Yeah, it's Lay's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not salt or vinegar. Ruffles. No, I would have been more tempted if it was salt and vinegar. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> I feel like that could work. I think I think you might have something here, which is like make different batches of cookies with different chips, mm. including and let me throw yeah. this out there. Okay, throw ketchup. It in. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, yeah ketchup, ketchup is good. my favorite. 
favorite chip flavor. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not a huge fan of it, but I can, I oh, can eat it. Oh, absolutely my favorite chip wow. flavor. You're very Canadian. Yeah, you're yeah. very lucky to be Canadian because they go down the sour cream route. Uh, root. We uh, talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We have. Like the Canadian flavors of chips are vinegar based and they're sour cream mm. based in the States. And mm. they have a hard time with eating a dill pickle chip. They have a hard time eating an all dressed chip. But they have salt and vinegar there, don't they? They, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, they do. Yeah. But I don't Maybe think they're like... as popular as, as the other. No. <laughs> they've just, you know what? I think they have all... barbecue chips. Dude, That's I think they've vinegar. just gone full Doritos. Yeah. Everyone's just Doritoed out and given mm. up. Especially na- nowadays. What yeah. with this guy in charge, it's all a Dorito town. So, okay, we should start. Nacho flavored. We should start wrapping up soon because you're going to freeze to death, and it's it's been a delight. Thank you so much for bringing these wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, this this my gosh, the thing with the cheese and the ah, oh, so good. And then the <laughs> oh, the cookies, the ABC you called it. Yeah, may I bring one home with me for my wife? Oh yeah, yeah, very totally. Good. She's been having a very bizarre week. Yes. Um, I don't. Do you are know, you familiar do you know with what my wife's been going oh, through this week? Yes. I okay. Think so yeah, I mean, I've seen her work just shared all over it. It's yeah, she did a she did a cartoon, uh, and it uh, was an editorial cartoon, and it actually did not get picked up by the nib, which is where she normally goes. Uh, but she just put it up herself, and it went crazy viral. And basically, Dan Rather this morning was like writing about it. Is that right? Yeah. And 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 wow, it's it, very it just, powerful. It, it, Super but, powerful. When but I the saw weird, it, I, and, yeah. and I agree, hundred percent. Like I cried when I saw it. Everyone seems to cry when they see it, and it's it's <laughs> it's great. But we're both now going through this thing where we're going. Do people do news things about cartoons? Because it happened to her last year yeah. when she did one about Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah. And it's happening this year, like almost a year to the day, almost. Mm. And I can't in between this and then remember seeing cartoonists being interviewed on TV about their editorial cartoons. So it's well, strange. Because I think because she's she not... She did like five interviews she's not doing over the last couple of days. She's not doing strips, though. She's doing, you know, editorial cartoons, yes. single pa- panel ones. And I think that, I think that in a way, is more powerful in a, term, in a viral way, if you know what I mean. Like, it's hard to have like a six-page viral oh, story. Oh, 100%. I agree. So, But shouldn't there be other cartoonists that you see regularly on the news, like... That you would see, and I haven't seen that, so it's no, very strange. No, I know, but Pia's doing really good work. So it's oh, really and I, I 100% people. agree with that. I can't, I can't believe you're not supporting your wife more. No, no, I don't care for her, and I don't like her work, <laughs> and I don't like either of your work either. I was lying earlier. Well, the but it was the thing out. yesterday where she had to decide whether or not to go on CNN mm-hmm. or not. Why, 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 did, why did she have to decide? Whether she wanted to go. Go on CNN? No. So, really, uh, why not? No, because... You think they're going to have, like, two other people there yelling at her? Because um, we also have this cartoonist who draws far-right cartoons who... Uh, a little bit. Like, mm. it's it's kind of dangerous to go on to any so. kind of media and, and, and make any kind of statement. Uh, that wasn't necessarily why she didn't she didn't do it. She decided she wanted her work to speak for itself. Okay, and by this enough. point, she had literally done two dozen major interviews. Yeah. The Washington... Like, she wrapped, the Washington Post it, she wrapped it up with a Washington Post one... Uh, because like she was kind of inspired by her block, who was an editorial cartoonist, and yeah. so that's kind of a good one to end on. Yeah. But but yeah, it's just like it's such a strange thing. So she said other requests and just said no, I don't want yeah. to talk anymore about it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Most most of them she said no because it's just let the work speak for, and also because uh, after the first couple of interviews, you've answered the same questions yeah, over and over again. It's that. like that's the. That's the thing. So then they look for a little bit of a different uh, angle, and it's like, oh, so what's the what's the blowback on this, and what's the negative on this? Now we're going to tackle this angle, yeah, and yeah. then it gets to be its own thing. Yeah. And frankly, the work should just be the mm-hmm. work. Well, that's what's powerful about it is that because I know that I know that Pia doesn't believe in heaven, and so she's drawing this sort of heaven-like place, 
And people can take it that way if they want. That's obviously not what she She meant. said that, yeah. You know, and so, but I like it, the fact that it, it, but I think what's powerful for people is that it is so open. It's so simple that you can put yourself and your own understanding of what you're looking at into it. And obviously that's what moves people so much. Yeah, she was saying it was actually a, a kind of response to what you always see in these situations where you always see the person entering heaven and St. Peter and it's this and she didn't want to do that. And she mm-hmm. wanted to find like another angle yeah, on yeah. this. But you can, you can, yeah. well, maybe we'll put up the cartoon itself and you can take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I've come up with my own Billy Graham one because he passed away, uh, I think like today or yesterday. Okay. And so, uh, my Billy Graham cartoon is Billy Graham showing up at heaven, yeah. St. Peter. And uh, and Saint Peter looks at Billy Graham and goes, "Are we doing one of these fucking cartoons again?" <laughs> there you and go. That's, the, that's my cartoon. That's sure. Billy Graham. Yeah, is he going to heaven? Anyway. And by the way, did you answer the sneaky drive, uh, dragon trivia about Billy Graham? Too? I didn't see this. All right. Well, this was on our webpage. Maybe Kathleen, you can answer this if you if yeah, you wish. if you want. You All right. Because I asked it on our. Who web is page. his famous brother? No. Who was his godson? Who we've had as a guest on Sneaky Dragon? We've had oh, Billy okay. Graham's godson I can on uh, on our show. And he is uh, he is uh, the godson of uh, of Billy Graham. Who, I, who I was can it? answer that. Any guess ooh, would be fine. Ooh, ooh Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. Okay, that's an old reference right. there for you. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Too old. Thank you. <laughs> and who, who was it, David? Uh, Ty Templeton. That's correct. The cartoonist Ty Templeton. Ty Templeton's father invented uh, TV TV evangelism, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, knew him, and so that's why that. Yeah. So uh, sorry to cool. sorry to Ty for his uh, godfather. Uh, Pasquale, and sorry for me making a, a crude was, joke about that. I was mixed up because actually it was Jimmy Swaggart who had a famous cousin or brother or whatever. Cousin, I guess. But Jerry Lee Lewis, the rock and roll. Oh, that's also yes. a good bit of trivia. There you but, go. Thank yeah, you, everyone. Kathleen doesn't care about it. I'm That's old. fine. <laughs> it's all all Jello trivia we'll, oh, we'll give you at this Yeah, point. that's all that's all you <laughs> want to know about. You know who... Uh, well, here's a, here's a little fact for you then that you might enjoy watching uh, or listening to old Jack Benny radio shows. Sponsored by Jello. No That's way. right. Yes. What? There you go. And he made no references to trees or how much room Jello takes up. I don't even know what his ads were. <laughs> he probably just went, Oh, Don, Don, read that Jello ad for me, which you don't feel like it. Kathleen froze to death about a half hour ago. Okay. Um, so, uh, Did you really? People want to people see your work. They're at your uh, hard-to-describe website, which again is... Tagcomics.com, which is K-A-G-C-O-M-I-X. Very good. I will, and, I will put a link on the website. Yeah. And if they want to listen to you talk about comics, they go to... Uh, tradewaiters.com. It might be tradewaiterspodcast.com. Okay, just look up Tradewaiters. And it's... Yeah, yeah. And that's a very good podcast, and it's a good way to be either introduced to or have comics spoiled for you, because you really get it in depth to Yeah, I mean, the they're all like... We're gonna do a spoiler every show. Like you yeah. should yeah. read the book, or just if you enjoy no. consuming your media by other people's opinions on <laughs> yeah. it. So you'll be able to at cocktail sure. parties yeah. and Jello yes. parties. So then, as uh, as in the Whitstillman Film Metropolitan, you get both the the author's ideas, but also the critics' ideas as well. Indeed, that's indeed. why don't bother reading Jane Austen. Just read uh, Lionel Trilling. There you go. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, I, I just want to do one more thank you. Uh, thank you again for the food, and thanks for being one of our favorite cartoonists. Back to you, Dave. Thank you for bringing the food, and thank you for being one of our favorite cartoons. Oh, sorry, I read your card. And everyone, <laughs> if you would like to be our favorite cartoonist or bring us food, you can write to us uh, on our website, which is sneakydragon.com. That's where you'll find our comments board, and you can write comments there. And we thank you for writing comments to us. We read them and enjoy them. And I also, I even read the ones where they write and say, hey, I noticed you don't monetize your website. You should click here to find out how. I even read those little notes, and I go, <laughs> spam. But anyway... We also have a, a email, which oh, is... Jello with spam. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that is old. 
We have a website. We have a uh, sorry. We, I know you already said we had a website, but we also have email, which is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can write to us. We'd love to hear from you through that media. We have a Tumblr page, which is Sneaky Dragon. We have a Facebook page, which is Sneaky Dragon, and we have a Twitter thingy, which is Sneaky underscore Dragon. You can find us there at Sneaky underscore Dragon. And someone wrote today and said that uh, we had made a, a podcast just for them, which was totally Tintin. He was binging it as he wrote, he said. And so uh, thank you for that, Tom. I hope that you come to Sneaky Dragon. It's sort of uh, totally Tintin and completely Beatles are our gateway drug to Sneaky Dragon. And just so people know, we haven't talked about it very much, but we have a Patreon. You can go there and support us. And I took a couple little videos today. And if you are a if you are a person who supports us on Patreon, you can see those little videos there. I don't know how, but they're there. I'll look look later on. (laughs) I'm winging it. We'll try and perfect these things as as they go. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> Promotion. Well, everyone, we we are so glad that Kathleen could come on the show today. It was really fun. It was a great conversation. Thank you, Ian. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting me to your iceberg. Yep. I'm appreciating your With fortress no power. of solitude here. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. Well, we have power. We have lights, which is something we have light. That's better true. than nothing. I light. do hope that like the listeners are just imagining us sitting in the dark, <laughs> huddled over the battery-powered microphones. Well, they can look at the videos yes. and see that, uh, that we were. Mm-hmm. This is very, very true. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Low okay. battery, so we better say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Okay, so it's three twenty-four. Uh, this is three twenty-five. So it's my turn to speak. That's right. For a change, I never talk on the show. So oh, yeah. so quiet. Everyone says yep. sneaky dragon. Ian's monologue. They call it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that David guy? Never heard him. <laughs> Some people can hear him whispering like a little mouse in the background. Sneaky dragalogue. <laughs>